0: This is the podcast for July 1st, 2011. It's not safe for work.
1: Recorded live from just outside the totally not gay Pat Robertson into the world bathhouse and body wax emporium. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal.
0: And congratulations to New York. For passing yes. the gay marriage with, with Republican votes. Very, destroy, very good.
1: For destroying our marriage before we even get married. <laughs> we're Just by remote control, you've managed to ruin our, our heterosexual marriage. Hardly. And, so. Congratulations, New York, by the way.
0: Well, yeah, congratulations. We're excited for you. Yeah. And all that money that's going <laughs> to flow yeah. to New York yes. State as a tourist destination now, that's... Uh,
1: well, you know, and, and one of the things that the mayor is going to have to contend with, I don't know if they contend with it now. I honestly don't. I don't know what the domestic situation is there. But we've both read a wonderful book um, called The Windy City. Yes, um, Windy City. Which
0: is, it's by um, the host of NPR's weekend edition, Scott mm-hmm. Simon.
1: And it's a really wonderful book. It's yeah, about it a fictional is. alderman and a fictional mayor who's obviously Harold Washington who dies while in office. And hilarity ensues. And it's a really funny book. But one of the it's full of extremely wise observations about actual politics in the real world, as I know them. And one of the observations was, you know, damn it, you know, the, the gays just used to want it wanted their parade. That's all they ever wanted. Now that now that they're getting married, now that they have kids, now they want schools and shit. Yeah. Now they come to PTA meetings. Now they want better roads, better schools for their kids. And you know, that's something that that
0: And they're already organized and politically yeah. active. So you're and
1: screwed. It's not have, like
0: it's going to take them a lot of time to get together some sort of movement to no. improve the school system
1: no. the they have, way
0: they want it to be improved. Absolutely they're, not. <laughs>
1: they're 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 invested at every level of government. Yeah. Everybody, you know, it, it's it's
0: it's Well, let's has, face it, especially the House Republican caucus.
1: Yes. <laughs> they survive a day without their their gay staff. No. Um, and they have money, not to, you know, not to broadly generalize, but you know, this is a, a group that, generally speaking, has a slightly higher disposable income ratio than other groups. And now they're going to want all the things everybody else wants. So now, which, is, which
0: is really you know, good for us, those of us that are yeah. par- parents and this, having kids in public school, absolutely, it's fantastic.
1: We just added a whole new powerful wing of the middle class.
0: To our
1: side, yep, yeah. that so will do to battle for you.
0: us because they've won their battle. It's mm-hmm. it's on to the next thing, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and it's also one of those things where I can understand the celebration. I can understand having been denied your civil rights and the frustration of having your civil rights being voted on by people. You know, yeah. Really? We vote on civil rights in this country. You don't just have them or not. I can understand all of that. This is not something anybody ever needed to be won over on on the left.
0: Yeah. Right. Right.
1: You know, there was no there was no massive contingency on the left that had to really think about this and really, you know, oh, no. There, are, there and
0: there, but there are still people in the gay community who don't want to get married, and that's sure. perfectly fine. But it's not being denied to s- you by the government.
1: There's still straight people who don't want to get married. Yeah, that's right. So good for them. Um, but this was this was always a case of trying to drag a certain um, segment of the population along to a place that liberals had staked out 20 years ago. Right, right. And I, feel, well, I feel uh,
0: although innocent. I will say this too, my ex, who you know was the president of the ACLU of Alabama for many years, mm-hmm. uh, said that if you put civil rights for black people to a vote in the South, it wouldn't pass today. Oh, I agree. You know? So it's when it's put to a vote. That's not people who think it's okay to vote on civil rights for people are the Mm -hmm. people that want to deny civil rights to people. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) And that goes back. You know, you and I went last weekend to the sexy liberal comedy tour uh, with Stephanie Miller and Hal Sparks and John. I'm always going to say his name right. Google thing. Google thing. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Oh, and just just for the three of you. And and we know you listen to our podcast. Hal, I know you listen to this podcast. (laughs) John, I know you you, you comb through this thing looking for nuggets and notes. Uh, These are both very funny people, Hal and and John.
0: Very professional comedians, yes.
1: If you were wondering where we were um, the million-dollar laugh coming off of stage right, that was Blue Gal. <laughs> that was me. If you if you looked down the aisle and saw a couple um, slow dancing in the aisle.
0: Is that, that why you did us. that? Is that why you spun me around was to, so no, they well, would notice us?
1: No, that, <laughs> I spun you around because I wanted to because it was a ball. I <laughs> it was, was a lot a of fun. Evening. But if you were wondering who we were, where we were, that was us.
0: That was us, dancing, slow dancing in the <laughs> aisle. But the, my point was that Hal Sparks made a very good point. Uh, what that was not part of his comedy routine that you know one of the things that the right is very good at is bumper sticker politics mm-hmm. and we have to get good and better at on the left at yeah. saying, hey, we're for equality for mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. And we- answer that Tell me why that's not a good thing and let them go through the long detailed explanation as mm-hmm. to why equality for all shouldn't be realized as an American yeah. value. The,
1: the default position of democracy should, should always exactly. be. Um, exactly, exactly. And part of me is absolutely right. Um, I couldn't agree with him more. Part of me was, in what strange alternate universe is Hal Far- Sparks going to find himself where the person he addresses this question to doesn't just say, fuck you, and walk away.
0: Yeah, or that- or of course. I mean, there, there's only two kinds of people in the world in this yeah. in this political world. Either those that say, "Yes, obviously you're right," mm-hmm. or I'm Sorry. listening to Rush Limbaugh, so fuck you. You're listening to the Professional Left podcast, professionalleft.blogspot.com. There was a very good video that I ran at Open Thread last night uh, by Brightthorn. Uh, Uh, That uh, that would be at Crooks and Liars, Um, that uh, talked about how gay marriage passed because Andrew Cuomo appealed to the humanity of the Republican legislatures in New York. And -hmm. there were enough there who saw either have gay relatives or have gay friends or friends who have gay kids and realized, look, there's no legal reason to, to do this. to to deny rights to people. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting that at today's press conference, Obama did the same thing. Asked, really, I mean, those of us that are on the left would say, ask the impossible. Mm -hmm. Ask the Republican Party to think of middle-class Americans.
1: Mm -hmm. As real people.
0: As real people who have Mm -hmm. problems that... They are complicating by their politics. Yeah, and you know the hypothesis that's being tested here is: Does the Republican Party need middle-class Americans, those that have some sort of class consciousness, in order to win elections?
1: No, I think. Well,
0: you don't think they do? Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. But they made they made a mistake. They brought Medicare into the debate.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. They did. And they did because and that they were.
0: raises class consciousness, which is it does. that's why it's the third rail. It's a huge mistake to do that if you want people to deny Oh no, we're all equal, me and the president of Citicorp. We're mm-hmm. we're both Americans, you know. I can make it just like he did. Hey. Well, you know? in- <laughs> and and if that's where you want people to be, you don't want to bring up things like Medicare, Medicaid Medicaid particularly as it pays for nursing home care. Uh, you don't want to be bringing up those things as being somehow tenuous in any way right. for people because well, they all of that, a sudden they're conscious of their class and their dependency on those programs.
1: And suddenly it all looks like it's us versus them. You're not mm-hmm. buddies with these guys anymore. Suddenly you're out exactly. of the
0: club. Exactly. And,
1: this is, and this is why you know the, the one of the main reasons for all of the very complex segregation laws um, in the South Um, miscegenation laws and segregation laws and separate but equal laws was to make absolutely sure that you could never mix enough with people who were different than you to recognize their humanity. Yeah. You had to keep them alien,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, stereotyped, cartoonish and distant. Mm -hmm. And you start putting, you start putting little boys and girls of different colors in a classroom. They're going to start to notice right away that they're, they're identical except for their skin color. Mm -hmm. And, and that was and that is the beginning of the end of a segregation regime is when the, the people who you depend on to keep, you know, to guard the wall mm-hmm. um, are like, fuck, this is crazy. You know, everything I've learned about those evil people over there is not true. And the whole Republican approach is a holding action trying to keep enough completely brain dead, bigoted, stupid, terrified old white people. Inside the barricades, mm-hmm. you know, don't look at Social Security, don't worry, we'll, you'll get yours. Don't don't look at Medicare, you'll get yours. You know, don't look at gay people, they're not like you. Don't look at immigrants, they're, they're here to steal your job. And, you know, a couple, every now and then, one of them wanders outside the wire and notices that everything they've been told is a lie. But that is simply that process of sort of osmosis, you know of people moving outside of their little comfort zone is over. They ain't nobody else leaving the Republican Party because they have really committed to the Michelle Bachman vision of tomorrow, and that is the Republican Party of today. And so you're not going to find whole big swaths of people who are willing to scratch their pointed little you know heads and go, well, wait a minute, what Raj Limbaugh told me ain't true. That day's over. And the question is now, want a trench warfare? You know, liberals keep, and I'm one of them, you know, keep saying, you know, we should hone our message. We should tighten our, you know, our, our, our bumper stickers. We should, you know, be more precise. You know, look at Barack Obama in the press conference today. Wasn't he fucking awesome? And he was. And none of that makes any difference, really, to the vast majority of conservatives who look and say, oh, that black Kenyan guy's up there telling me what for, you know, like, like I'm stupid. And boom, over to Fox they go. So And on the right, you have an equally entrenched group of people who ain't, who ain't going to budge. And there's this tiny, narrow group of people in between who are basically too stupid to figure out which, where their best interests are that everyone fights over. And that's American politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last time that, that kind of you know, stasis was broken, we had a civil war.
0: Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold. I don't know if you saw. There's an editorial on the Fox dot com website by Sally Cohn, who apparently writes frequently for them, entitled, We Don't Need to Cut Corporate Taxes, We Need to Raise Them. (laughs) And (laughs) it'll be interesting to see how long that stays up. But she says, corporations in America benefit enormously from public structures that all of our taxes pay for. Companies don't have to invent and fund court systems to enforce their contracts. They don't have to build power plants or provide wiring for phones and the internet, and they don't have to create schools to train all of their employees starting in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So they get those benefits from our taxes, and the idea that they don't have to pay taxes, they have the lowest share of taxes in decades, but they're not paying them, uh, there's something wrong with that, and it's unpatriotic. Mm -hmm. She actually uses the word unpatriotic. It's going to be really interesting to see how much traction this particular article gets.
1: Having watched these people vote against their own interests steadily for thirty yeah. years,
0: yeah, well, that's um, the thing, and we we're gonna now switch and talk about Michelle Bachman because she's a perfect yes. example of someone who advocates voting against your own interests
1: and and there's a a player in Michelle yeah. Bachman's camp that w- that we want to talk about um, that
0: everybody wants holiday. to talk about apparently because this is this is the uh, golden mm-hmm. I hate to say dog leash <laughs> collar. <laughs> That she's put on that has transformed her from a, a wingnut, loopy person into a serious candidate is when...
1: She hired Ed Rollins.
0: Yeah. And, and, and having Ed Rollins' magic collar around her neck and and listening to her master tell her what to do mm-hmm. makes her, all of a sudden... Incredible. A serious candidate. Now, never mind that Rollins worked for Ross
1: Perot, okay? Well,
0: well, <laughs> and and uh, Florida, um, Catherine Harris.
1: Well, and, and Ed Ed Rollins also worked for Reagan. Yeah, with Lee Atwater. Yeah, you know he was one of the hitters. He was one of the hitmen. Him and Lim Noppsinger and Lee Atwater were the dirty tricks goons for Reagan. Um, and he's been a douchebag his whole life. He has always been. But this is the thing, and I, he's I an um,
0: effective douchebag, Driftglass.
1: Well, he's he's very effective because he came <laughs> in there and said, "Now here's what you say when you ask you're asked anything about." Loopy shit you've said. Keep your voice low. Don't blink. Look straight into the camera and say, you know, we've dealt with this already. Let's move on. And everything you've said your entire life is now off the table. Don't discuss it. Don't rise to any questions. Well, don't. she
0: she's very good at changing the subject and say, yeah. and saying, we have to work on helping Americans keep more of their money.
1: This is a measure of her <clears throat> ambition, that she hired someone like Ed Rollins to tell her when to shut up. And when to when to you know, what tones to use and what vowels to use and what to do with your hands. Mm-hmm. And that she does those things. She's, she really wants to win and she's willing to completely camouflage. And the thing is she's cam she's putting on camouflage in front of her audience. Right, right. You know, you can see what she's doing and, and but the media is all a uh, Twitter. Oh, look at they're so smart. Look how she hired Ed Rollins. He's so brilliant. No, Ed Rollins isn't brilliant. Ed Rollins is the night strangler. Which, for those of you people out there, The Night Strangler was the slightly less successful sequel to The Night Stalker about uh, a reporter who finds Darren McGavin, after whom the senator in The X-Files – Senator Matheson was named in The X-Files after the guy who inspired The Night Stalker. But The Night Strangler, getting back to that, is this this guy who appears every 26 years to drain the blood of – you know, six virgins, and then he disappears again. Wow. Ed Rollins is this monster mm-hmm. who appears every so often, takes an assload of money. Um, you know, he, he's 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 uh, you know he's a pundit. He's on some shows. He's talking about stuff. He's doing his. Well, you know, I think
0: that's his, it. He's got. He's on everyone's Rolodex. Yeah, to get the inside scoop on the GOP. So they all then, owe him. Yeah, you know, and so and then, that makes it. He's one of the well, club. He's in the club.
1: Mm-hmm. And then this horrible person. This really, this you know, this is this is um, uh, Martin Sheen's um, yeah. Stiltson from the Dead Zone. This yeah. is this is a the genuine- missiles
0: are away. Yes. God wants me to run.
1: Yes, it's it really is a complete <laughs> the- theocratic whack job, and everyone can mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. And Ed Rollins went to work for her to try to get her elected president because he has no soul.
0: Well, because and she believes that she can buy her way in, and she is. She's right. She's, she's buying her right. way into mm-hmm. the media. Can't She can't protect herself from the crazy things she says. Sure she can. But apparently she's getting a second listen from all of these people who
1: dismissed her. You know, Blue Gal, that's all been covered. Right. And we're, and See, moving we're on.
0: moving on. We're moving on, and we're going to work for the American people.
1: And and she, I understand, because she is a she is a Jim Jones sellout.
0: Oh yeah, she, and she's true, very really, ambitious. Yeah,
1: and she's a, but she really believes God has chosen her to be president of the yep. United States. Yep. she's that fucking crazy. And her her ugly mutation of Christianity is a, is old in this country. Yep. It's Pat Robertson's. It's Jerry Falwell's. It's a hateful perversion of Christianity, and mm-hmm. she's a very good delivery system for this theocracy. Mm-hmm. The person who fascinates me, everyone and everyone knows that. This is not a mystery. Everyone looks at her. Everyone knows her. Everyone knows she's crazy. Everyone knows she uh, should never be allowed anywhere near power. The person that fascinates me is the is the soulless, is the... Is the, um,
0: the fancy prostitute, I think, is the word yeah. you're looking for.
1: He knows she's really, really dangerous, and he went to work for her anyway. He will do everything anything for money and that's why he's respected because he's the best whore in the whorehouse you know it's not like hey i got you know i got Mussolini elected look you know isn't that awesome aren't the policies he's going to be put in place um good it's hey i got this complete lying hack crazy bitch elected let's all buy me drinks because i'm the king of the hill now i got i got the craziest bitch you ever saw elected and that's a virtue among Washington and these are the people who run Washington these consultants these media people who have absolutely no conscience at all are the people who run you know the talk shows and who run policy think tanks and who run these are the mary madelins these are the james mm-hmm. Carvels. they they will do anything for yeah. money mm-hmm. and and they're respected for it and that's the perversion it's the, the fact that they're willing to, to wade <laughs> Up to their chins in human offal
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, to get a crazy person elected is a sign of that. That gets them respect from D.C., not um, cast out. That's yeah, it's
0: amazing. That's what's it's wrong amazing. with our. That's
1: that's that's the problem with our system. And until that rat's nest is cleared out, you know, we ain't going anywhere because they can craft messages that will get Iowa
0: the pig people to vote for them. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, Man, and this goes back big big to stuff? you know what you've just said, which is. The fact that Bachman is now a serious candidate yeah. really doesn't say anything about Bachman. It says everything no. about the media. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I just want to brush upon because I think a lot of other people have covered this to death, and I don't want to feed into it. But the Chris Wallace thing with him asking her if she was a flake and then apologizing, and then yeah. you know everyone making a big deal out of this little mini soap opera. Yeah, and I know Lawrence brushed brushed up against this as well, which is you know Chris Wallace. His job is to make the story about his show so that right. everybody's talking about his show on Monday morning rather than anything else. And so he gets Clinton mad, you know, and, and that becomes the story for two days. And he has a debate with John Stewart, which just goes on for a week and a half. Right. And so you're going to be able to watch this. Chris Wallace is going to do this over and over again. He's going to make some sort of, we'll just call them flake outbursts from now on. Yeah. Because Chris mm-hmm. Wallace, Will- excuse me, Chris Wallace wants to make sure that the other media are talking about him.
1: Mm-hmm. And they are.
0: Period. And it doesn't matter whether it's Michelle Bachman Flake or cl- telling Clinton, we got these emails about why didn't you kill Osama bin Laden? Oh, really? What emails were those? You know. Well,
1: I, I, the vibe I get off the Chris Wallace, I haven't heard anybody say this, and I have, you know, I have no evidence to support this. But I get the f- strong whiff of professional wrestling.
0: Yeah. I get the
1: strong whiff that that it was, okay, here's what we'll do. I'll go on the air. I'll call you a flake to your face.
0: Yeah,
1: you can It's do, all <laughs>
0: planned. Yeah. You
1: can do the Bush Mike Wallace thing and, and react in an outraged fashion. Outraged. I'm insulted, et cetera, et cetera. And then later I'll apologize like the craven Fox employee that mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm and it, and and people will report on that and you'll get a lot of press out of it cuz Chris Wallace works for Fox you know yeah. he again there's no, there's no ass he will not lick for you know for for Roger Ailes you know he's a Fox employee and if, yeah. and, and Fox employees do what they're told yeah. so if they sat him down and said here's what we want you to do we want you to insult her we want her to you know rise in a a very cool but high dudgeon and be above yeah. it all and then a couple of days later you're going to apologize right Chris Yes, sure, boss. yes, sir. Whatever you yeah. want, boss. You know, because let's face it. You know, I don't think it's that
0: planned. I think I think the question was planned, and let's see how she reacts. And maybe she'll burst out crying, and maybe she'll scream at me, or maybe she'll just accept it, or laugh, or try to laugh it off. Mm-hmm. But we don't really care how she reacts because how she reacts is going to make it the story tomorrow.
1: Well, maybe so. So maybe so. It's, it's all kabuki. I mean, this is, is absolutely. what you are watching is not real. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, what you see on Sunday morning, um, what you see on Fox News and, and MSNBC to a certain degree, but much much less, isn't real. It's it's, it's a, a show. it's it's an entertainment construct yep. designed to you know keep, hold your attention between <laughs> Cialis ads, you know. Yep. And and it works. And in in you know in the case of you know American Idol, it's talent. And in the case yeah. of Fox News, it also serves the purpose of of.
0: It's lobotomizing you to points, the point where yeah. you'll
1: vote Republican. So.
0: Yep. Speaking of Republicans. Yes. <laughs> one last thing this um, thing at Greg Sargent's The Plum Line about so. their, Mitt Romney releasing a video about. Hammering away at the Obama Misery Index. How everyone's out of work and it's all Obama's fault and people have fallen on hard times. And here's an example. We have this recent college grad who's fallen down on his luck and he is so frustrated because he can't get any experience because no one will hire him and how sad, sad, sad it is and isn't it terrible that here's an example of Obama's Misery Index. (laughs) And- <laughs>
1: wop wop Yes, I, I, you know, I'm playing. You can't see me now, but I'm playing the world's tiniest violin. Island.
0: Well, this or, guy or, or. was identified in the local press as the vice treasurer for the Midland County Young Republicans in 2009.
1: I, I couldn't believe and- really <laughs> that. I really I could not. I was. You gotta be shitting me. This is an onion story.
0: I, well, that's what I thought. I thought, are you? This isn't. This isn't real. This is wonkette, right? This is. Yeah. Nah, and then, you know, of course, then they went to his Facebook page and he was partying at the state convention in 2011 and boasting that he'd just gotten a job with some marketing organization and yeah. <laughs> got Jeez. the job. Booyah, it says yeah. on his Facebook page.
1: Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. And you know?
0: so there. So Greg Sargent is asking questions about this on Twitter.
1: Not intended to be a factual statement. <laughs> And uh, I'm not an unemployed person, but I play one on TV.
0: Gosh.
1: So anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, that's
0: all right. So Dave Weigel comes on Twitter and says, well, you know, I wouldn't pile on that guy if I were you. It looks like he's had some crappy jobs. And it's not as if he's fully employed. And we really need to be. And it's not as if he lied on the video. Everything he said was true. It's like, yeah, but the point is, of all the unemployed people you could find in Michigan.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, you had to choose the one that you wouldn't need hand sanitizer for, right?
1: A fine young Republican. <laughs> right. Who we're not going to mention in the ad, and we're not going <sighs> to mention that we hired him, and that we fired him, and that he's, you know, and let's face it, this is somebody who might very well have, you know, gone to school with Dave Weichel. They might know each other over five or six keggers during the, during who the years they were, who knows? Yeah, but who knows, but it's, it's that same peer group. It's like, don't pick on him, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. he's had crappy jobs. Well, and also, you know, the idea that if you cavudo a Republican, if you ask the question, mm-hmm. then you're piling on.
1: I just want to know. I'm just curious. I just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking for information here, blue gal. You know, it really has been. Remarkably incompetent. The rollout of most candidates. All of them. You know, from, from hard to
0: John know Linsman what's going on. Par- yeah.
1: Parking his ass, you know, at Reagan's, in, literally in Reagan's um, footprints, but at the wrong angle to catch the, you know, the Statue of Liberty, or Michelle Bachman confusing John Wayne and John Wayne Gacy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, but and then Newt Gingrich. I mean, you just you can't even go there. It's oh. so it's so bad.
1: No, Newt really has just uh, – for those of you who don't know, there's a, a wonderful article um, at the Daily Beast, actually, um, about – from B1 Bob Dornan. For those oh of you my out God, there over God, may, yes. you may remember crazy paleo-conservative, you know, teabagger before there was such a thing as a teabagger, right-wing Bob Dornan from, I believe, California, who was a screaming right-wing nut job. And who's sque- and always you-
0: good, for, always good for a scream on Fox too. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: he, uh, well, yeah, he was he was a constant, um, constant source of black helicopter conspiracy. You know, yep. this was during the Clinton administration, so it was all government is evil. This might sound familiar to you. Government is evil. Government's have to get you. Government's have to destroy you. Black helicopters are coming for your children. Until they blew up a building, and then it's like, oh shit, we, let's back off that for a while. But Bob Dornan was absolutely in the center of that kind of you know virulent anti-government rage on the right. He was a, you know, a teabagger before. There were teabaggers. And Newt Gingrich totally screwed him over. And Bob Dornan has been waiting.
0: In the house, as, as house speaker. Yeah.
1: He, uh, yes, house yeah. speaker. And, 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 he, and he just hosed it. Bob Dornan has been waiting in the tall grass for this motherfucker. For, for
0: a long time, yeah.
1: And now it's like, oh, you want stories about Newt? Well, let me tell you what we used to call him. Let me tell you what we thought about him and his, his, the woman he was screwing and the other woman. And
0: everybody (laughs) knew it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, you know, no, he's not a smart guy. He's a fatuous gas bag who everyone keeps saying is smart, but he's not smart. He's just ambitious and vicious and arrogant. And he's, and, and like one more thing where everything liberals have been saying for 15 years has now been ratified. You know, by a conservative. The conservative guy says, yeah, basically all the liberal criticism of what Newt did and why he did it and what an awful, awful person he is uh, is all true. You know, and secondly, he's been waiting behind this door to drop this pig's blood on this guy's head for a long time. And, you know, this was Newt's bad week. But it was, you know, Newt Gingrich's campaign imploding. These are the hard times that test people. And Michelle Bachman has that dead eyed, unblinking, Shrug, which is just shrugs it off. Well, you know, he was born someplace else. Let's move on. She nothing phases her. You know, she she mistook John Wayne for John Wayne Gacy in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, and,
0: yeah.
1: And in her in her hometown, I mean, how much time does it take to just get on Google and check this shit out? No, I know. Um, but she but she just shrugged it off, and she shrugged it off and looked at the camera and essentially said, "That doesn't matter. Let's move on."
0: Well, because and then and her- then Hannity had queued up every single little gaffe that Obama had ever made sure. when she came on his show. So, you know, the, the the Fox media machine is working just fine in her favor. Mm. And, um, it well, it and it doesn't matter. Well, and it doesn't matter. But, you know, I want to get back to something that you just said about, you know, it doesn't matter. What does matter is issues. And we can beat Michelle Bachman on issues, and we need to make sure that in spite of all the – Crazy failures that she's going through. Mm-hmm. That we don't let people forget that she voted for the Ryan budget. Yep. And that yep. she simple, can't simple, put simple. she cannot put an asterisk on that vote. There are no asterisks no. in the House of Representatives. No. You know, you're not allowed to say yeah, but I'm when I when I voted. That means that uh, seniors won't have to pay more. No, they won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're, all, you're also against raising the debt ceiling, aren't you? And more mm-hmm. taxes. So I think Stephen Colbert said, to you know, I couldn't, I couldn't watch the whole interview because I just think he's the mo- he is the most evil person in America today.
1: Grover? Grover, Grover, Norquist, Grover Norquist.
0: But he was on, you know, Stephen Colbert, and Stephen asked Grover Norquist to choose between terrorizing grandma and higher taxes. And Michelle Bachman's made that choice. She's made the choice that, no, no higher taxes. Americans need to keep more of their money. Well, what about if they have to pay six to $10,000 more in health care costs over the course of their the rest of their life per year? Oh, that Don't you happen. consider that a tax increase? Oh, yeah, that's why I put an asterisk on my vote. Wow. No,
1: you didn't. No, you didn't. And, you know, as the Bush administration... Campaign to get W elected was a was a innovation and refinement on the strategy they used to get Reagan elected. Bachman's campaign is a is is sort of the um, purest form of I'm going to run for the president of Fox America. Yeah. I'm never going to answer any questions. I, you know the whole idea behind running George Bush and and to a certain degree Ronald Reagan was keep him the hell away from the media. Yeah, You know, George Bush was coached, you know, anytime there's a hard question, just the answer is Jesus. Look humble. um, Talk about how much you love God and how you love America and compassionate conservatism. Uh, We'll put some very smart people around you to give you some, you know, answers to some questions. Stand by your, you know, in in your dungarees on your ranch and talk about American values and Texas values. And you'll get to be president. And -hmm. it's just that fucking simple. And just just and just keep doing it over and over and over again and you will be president. And Michelle Bachman is the apotheosis of that strategy, which yep. is Sarah Palin, I hate to put it this way, has shown the way. It's I'm just not going to talk to anyone except Sean Hannity. And well that's so she's going gonna
0: learn that lesson really early yeah. on if she wants to if she wants to win in, let's say, South Carolina. Yeah, she's yeah. probably gonna win Iowa, because let's yeah. face it, Mike Huckabee won Iowa. Yep. So, you know, that's probably gonna happen. And she's probably got a good organized ground game in Iowa, which you really need. So mm-hmm. and then and then at some point the party is going to look at that and say, you know, no one we've ever elected in Iowa has ever made it to the presidency. What are we doing here? But I think well, that's that's a few more election cycles off.
1: And her response is gonna say, I am the party.
0: Yeah. You need to listen to the American people, and where where better to listen to the American people than here?
1: Yeah. She will bring the mob with her into that room. Absolutely. um, And the people who pay attention to politics on the right profit from this whorehouse, Mm -hmm. and the people who pay attention to the left, as we learned at Netroots, and as as you learn every Sunday morning, are simply ignored. Um, If you're a liberal, you are not allowed on television, not allowed on network television. No one will listen to you. It doesn't matter how right you are. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. So. The dismal truth is this confluence of oligarch, fascist, corporate interests, and the theocratic mob mentality. It's Saudi Arabia, you know, oil princes and religious fundamentalists. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that it's that confluence of corporate interests and theocrats and and true believers on the ground, absolute, unblinking morons. On the ground, who will turn out? Who
0: deny fact on a regular basis.
1: And Michelle Bachman is going to run entirely within that universe. She's yep. never going to leave it. No, that's and it. And she's going to pile up some some rather impressive numbers, I believe. And and then she and then when the party elders come to her and and, and want to have a little talk, you know, like they had with John McCain, you know, you can't have um, Joe Lieberman as your running mate. Yeah, she's going to say, "Fuck you! I am the party. You're yep. the fringe." We're the party, and I'm taking this all the way to the White House. And then it's going to get interesting.
0: That's going to get interesting, yeah. We live in interesting mm-hmm. times. Yes, we do. We want to thank our listeners. And if this is the point where you stop listening and skip to the next podcast, don't do it. Okay. <laughs> we, have to, we have stuff to tell you.
1: Final important announcements.
0: We have a website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, where you can listen to us for free with no download and no registration. We have a Facebook page where our fans are out of control. We love our Facebook fans. Thank you so much for all your enthusiasm. If you like us on Facebook, I'm trying to catch up with this. There's about 140 fans at this recording right now, and I'm trying to catch up with all of you and friend you on Facebook. Uh, If I haven't done that yet, uh, I'm Francis Langham on Facebook. Go ahead and friend me, and I'll friend you back. But uh, if you like us on Facebook, the Professional Left Podcast on Facebook, uh, I'll come around and, f- and friend you, uh, and we can talk on Facebook. I'd love to do that. We have at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com. there's an opportunity for you to drop 5 bucks or more in the hat. Everyone who gives this week $15 or more will get one of our spiffy notepads in the snail mail. We oh. have these little notepads made up. They have 25 sheets of paper on them. And I've got one right here. They say... <clears throat> the Professional Left Podcast with Drift Glass and Blue Gal, podcasting from Netroots Nation on iTunes and at professionalleft.blogspot.com. So, uh, there's 25 little sheets. It's just a little notepad. And we gave these out at, at Netroots Nation. Mm-hmm. And we have a few extra left. So we thought that we would give them to people. So everyone this week who gives $15 or more to our podcast at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, I'll mail you a notepad.
1: That's way too generous, Blue Gale, but You know how I feel.
0: <laughs> I know you want it to be 50.
1: Yeah, but you have nobody
0: has $50. very few I people know. have 50 bucks to give to
1: a, our podcast and Oh, and you know I'm pulling your legs.
0: So. I know, but really, uh 15 is extraordinarily generous and and more than some people can afford and we totally understand that. So, uh but to recoup our cost of actually sending you one, we have to we have to limit it somehow. But we really appreciate a contribution of any amount. And, by the way, uh, one of our contributors, Sean, wrote me this week and uh, actually sent us a small donation. And I told him, I wrote him back and I said, you have no idea how much we appreciate your donation. And he wrote back, or he or she wrote back to me and said, hi, BGDG, actually, I think I do have the idea in that I have never received an actual personalized response from anyone else I've ever sent a donation to. So um, absolutely, I write back a personal email to every single person who contributes to the podcast because I think that's the absolute least I can do. So Mm -hmm. um, you will get a personal thank you from me if you contribute to the podcast because we really do appreciate it. So thank you.
1: And this is is Blue Gals' gentle way of reminding me that there's about four emails that I owe people, and yes, I you do. Very, <laughs> a very bad course. I've been. All I can say is I've been sick.
0: Was <clears> he had, he's he got yeah, he got my cold at every nation, and and still hasn't climbed out of it. You know. Also, we have an email address, proleftpodcast at gmail that goes mm-hmm. to both of us. But there are some emails that I will simply say, yo, Driftglass, this is your. De-, you know, when you go on four or five paragraphs about science fiction, that's. That's his department. No matter how sick he is, at some point yeah. he's got to write you back. So it, those people. Paragraph seven.
1: <laughs> Hugo Gernsback and, the, and Hugo Gernsback's contribution to science fiction. Yes. Okay. So, this,
0: okay. This be, I um, my eyes glaze over, so I'm just gonna say.
1: And in my case, it it, it might take uh, a little while, and I'm apologizing in advance.
0: Well, I, because I you want that. to write a response, you don't want to just say thanks for your email, much appreciated. Okay.
1: And I'm not, I'm not, this is not an excuse. This is simply a reason. I don't believe in excuses. The reason is simply, um, I, I have had a lot of things going on in the last few weeks and I have a day job and I'm behind a big iron firewall during the day, most of the day and well into the evening most days. And when I get home, I do blogging. I talk to Blue Gal. I catch up on. You do. You have a fiance who's very
0: demanding of your time, whether she's in Chicago or not. She just wants to talk to you all the time. So,
1: but I receive them and I I cherish them. And this is also true of comments on my site. Oh yeah, yeah, you get um, great
0: comments at your blog. Yeah, I do too. I read them all and
1: I I love them. They're they're wonderful. I I rarely get a chance to contribute to the conversation, but believe me, they're a delight. And I read them and I I cherish them, even the ones that I you know disagree with, because somebody took the trouble. To engage in a conversation yeah. about something that I yeah. care about, it's and really great. how, how it's is really, that not a great thing?
0: The internet is, is a wonderful place to be, and we it is. we really appreciate all of you. So, and and finally, we're on iTunes. We love our iTunes listeners, and thank you to those of you who've left a uh, rating. We, by the way, Driftclass, we now have over 100 ratings at iTunes wow. for the first time this week, and uh, oh. that's just awesome. If you look up our podcast on the iTunes Store. The Professional Left podcast, and scroll all the way to the bottom of the page. You can rate, give us five stars or whatever you think is is appropriate. And Not also, sure. if you care to, you don't ha- you don't have to do both. You can give us stars or and or. Write a re- review of the podcast And we read those So thank you very much For those kind words That you've left there How are the internet kitties Doing tonight?
1: Well, why don't you you Tell the people About the big internet kitty
0: The big internet kitty move The internet kitties He's he, You can tell he's really serious About getting married to me Because the internet kitties Are moving to the cornfield This weekend Let's think about
1: living, think about living. Let's think
0: about,
1: think about loving Let's think about the hooping And the hopping And the popping And the, popping and the loving loving, dovey Let's forget about the whine and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with the switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life.
0: This podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2011, Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast.
1: They are. And, and I have been prom- I have promised them some nice, slow-moving, not-very-bright mice to – uh
0: Oh, I'm sure there'll be there'll be plenty of bugs and mice for them to catch in this house but Yum yum. Yum yum. Yeah. And let's let's is do a little a shout out. May we do a little shout out to the middle child as well? Yes. Middle child on Saturday is turning nine. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is the one yes. who, you know, if things get to be overwhelming on the main floor of the house, starts to walk upstairs and say, I'm going to go write a book. I'm going to write a magazine. I'm going to produce a play
1: <laughs> And does.
0: And then she does and it. Does. So Mm-hmm. She's the artist of the family, and she's fantastic. And we just are nuts about her. So, happy birthday!
1: Happy birthday, middle child.
0: child. Yeah, she's a doll.
1: But when you get back, there'll be two cats
0: waiting. <laughs> be, oh, she's so excited that we're moving the cats on her mm-hmm. birthday to the co- the country house.
1: So, and she wants to be a veterinarian. Uh, she wants babies. she
0: wants so many things out of life, but one of one of the things she wants, and she will be the caretaker of the cats. She's the first oh, yeah. one up in the morning anyway, so she'll mm-hmm. be the one that gets out the kibble. We we will never have to change a water dish in oh, the morning. No. She'll have already done it. So uh, Actually, that'll buy us five more minutes of snoozing in the morning. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. She won't be climbing yeah. into bed with us in the morning <laughs> until and she I, gets water for the kitties. Oh, that'll be fun.
1: And when I tell the kitties, you're going to a better place now, they really are going to they a better re- place now. <laughs>
0: They'll have a lot more attention, whether they like they it will. or not. <laughs>
1: they will, they will. And, and and
0: the younger of the kitties will have to. She's going to have an adjustment period, but she's. Yeah. I told my dad on chat today. She's a little bit mental, so
1: she is. It always has been. She yeah, out of the womb, crazy. Uh, but the more she's around people, the more social she has. Yeah, become.
0: she has gotten better. She sat on this on the chair in the living room the whole time. You were at work last Friday, so.
1: And chatting. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey. How you scratch me. <laughs> so throw them in. Throw them in the mix with three kids who adore cats and want to play with them. Yeah, uh, these are going to be some very happy kitties.
0: Well, that's good.